are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. Now the Gladiators, Hoppawati with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Step, steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale. As they fire up. What a great week of footy. And uh, look, I'm ashamed to say that uh, Chris wasn't here to watch most of it, if any at all, because he was on a fact-finding mission for hopefully rugby league in spirit, if not the NRL in particular, right across the States. Is that correct, Chris? I was, Stephen. I was equipped with a Stonerwood hat given to me by Tyson, the manager of the Union Hotel in West Street, just down from North Sydney. And I got on a plane with that. I promised him I mentioned it on the podcast. And I went and hung out with Future Classic recording artist Hayden James, and we were on a Volandis-funded mission to see if we can spread rugby league broader than Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas next year. And and just to step back a second, is that correct that they have to sign a a document that says Future Classic artists have to live in Los Angeles? That is actually... They've all moved. Hold us, hold us, One one of the preconditions. Though we zipped over to Palm Springs... And I saw the little dive bar, the Amigo, out of King's Diner where they played the after party after Coachella one year. And I said, I'd like to be there one year. Soaking up the spirit. It was, it was hot. So did you get to see any rugby league at all? No. I went to one of Hayden's shows over in Brooklyn with Bob Moses. Right. That was and exciting. And this is exactly when St. George just tore apart the West Tigers, correct? You know, in the Battle of the Spoon. Look, I don't want to say that I was backstage at the Brooklyn Mirage at a sold-out venue with Bob Moses and Hayden James, but Living I was. Up, yes. And I was getting, actually, I think, a footage... From the Newtown Beer Footy Food Festival as the Jets sadly went down. Wow. Uh, PWA put on a great show, of course. I have to mention that. Well done to everybody there in the uh, squared circle. But uh, prior to that, I had a missive that said 14 West Tigers, 18 St. George Laura. It was not a great 80 minutes for anybody, Chris. Uh, football it's, was not the winner, Steve. No, I, I could well have done without that whole time frame myself. Because yes. I, I didn't want to beat you, really. No. But, of course, inherently I did. You're, well, exactly. You're trying to be generous now, yes. but you're generous off the back of the fact that you did, did win. We? That's right. We'll talk about that in our second section here. Uh, okay. What have you been up to, though, Steve? <laughs> well, I went to see, like I think everybody else on the planet, the Barbie film last night, and deeply, deeply disappointed in one... Look, let me just tell you this, right? A lot of Barbies. A lot well, of I'm Ken. going today, so don't, you know... Yeah. There's, look, look, there's Ken. Yes, Ken's, 
of different nationalities, of course. Alan, uh, there's all sorts of Barbies. Let me, let me just give you a rundown of sort of Barbies that we can appreciate. Okay. Some of them appeared on the screen, some were referenced, some we just know about. I mean, Margot Robbie, stereotypical Barbie. Uh-huh. Stereotypical what? I don't know. I would like to say classic Barbie. Classic Barbie, that's right. There was African-American Barbie. She played the president. Mm-hmm. There was a Mexican. There was a Cuban. There's birthday Barbie, UN Barbie, surgeon Barbie. Was there an Oppenheimer Barbie? <laughs> no. One major mission. Disappointment number one, Chris. Yes. Number one, okay. Uh, there was astronaut Barbie. There yes. was superstar Barbie. Disco Barbie. I um, own that one. Ballet Barbie. Uh, we're talking about, uh, there was, well, I, I, they didn't call them rangers, but there was orange-haired bar- Barbies as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it goes on. Environmentalists. Uh, there was a Naomi Osaka Barbie, you know. So, wow. Yes, of course, you know. Uh, there were Barbies in wheelchair. You know, terrific. Yes, uh, there was weird Barbie because she led the, led the sort of the film from a certain angle uh, because the world is a little weird these days, and sometimes you need the weirdness to sort of try and traverse the existential issues that Barbie was having. If we're not a little skew, if we won't be able to survive, it's very comprehensive, Stephen. Yeah, uh, there was diplomat Barbie, of course, trying to sort out the problems, and a dual leaper Barbie. <laughs> of course, she got in there because Mark Ronson did. But I, I thought to myself, without seeing the film, not a bad soundtrack. When you see it. Nah, I'd rather some classic tunes. Well, I, I hear that Greta Gerwig had to fight hard, or it might have been Margot Robbie herself, to get a little bit of aqua in there in terms of the classic Barbie girl, which is pretty yes, tough. that's not right. I mean, if we're talking Dua Lipa, was, was there an Elton John Ken by any chance? You know what? That's a disappointment number two. Oh, sorry? Disappointment wow. number three, Chris. You want to hear it? Well, I mean, I, can I be more disappointed? You can be. Given your, your your mission that you just went on, and I guess what uh, Peter Volandis is trying to do in Vegas, there was no rugby league, Barbie. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you think dressed in pink would make sense? Well, I mean, how do they expect to spread the rugby league gospel through the greater United States yeah. without yeah. a rugby league Barbie? We thought he had juice, Peter Volandis. We thought he had power, with, uh, influence, manipulation, skills. I have an expression, Stephen. I've actually trademarked it. You take two steps forward, three steps back, yes, right? Yes. Sure. You take the game to the United States, but without a rugby league Barbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, where, where is the game going? Well, with this rugby league player association war that's going on, I think that was the major tipping point. If you, there's no Barbie, we're not playing. You know, what I, you know what I did pick up on pirate radio when I was in the States? A couple of interviews with players after the game. You, you know? pirate <laughs> was, radio. Was, They're sneaking out the back door. It was underground. Does that mean they can't do podcasts as well? Well, I would imagine. Imagine so. Well, you know, though, if they came on our podcast, we're yeah. not really media. No, we're not. <laughs> That's yeah. right. You can sneak in the back door. We're an aberration. Get a, get a few comments out there, uh, Cameron Munster, if you'd like to come on. We'll have you on, no doubt about it. Well, he could address uh, – you could go head-to-head with him about the Hit the Road Jack in the 2018 Grand Final. That would be good. I, I was going through some of my goods the other day, and I found the article that said that I, I had uh, not affronted – but definitely pissed him off. I'd like a copy of that article. I'll bring actually. it in next week. Now, back to footy, Chris. Uh, real footy here. Uh, Sheriff. Yeah, Tr- one comment just occurs yeah, to me. Yes. You know, like, you know how much I love the Clearies. Yes. I have a sense that, in fact, Volandis and Abdo were full on with a pink themed rugby league Barbie. But the Penrith Panthers with oh, their they pink put the kibosh pan- on it. Yeah, they put the kibosh yes, on it. That'd be right, wouldn't that'd it? Be, that'd be right, yeah. <laughs> By <laughs> the way, I did... Who's got the power here? Yeah, I very much enjoyed you and Josh Begley and Shane Lee and the great Stuart McGill on the podcast last yes, week. Yes. <laughs> did you? You did listen to that, did you? On the plane. Could you get it? <laughs> yeah, I, well, <laughs> Wi-Fi on the plane, it just... <laughs> did, did I sound a little lost and confused? <laughs> Somewhat but, dazed and... Uh, uh, <laughs> And unwashed. I thought you were wrangling rather than interviewing. Yes. But, <laughs> but, but I did, I was pleased to hear 
and I've got a few comments about Warney and Jim Steinman, but for another time. Yeah. But I was pleased to hear that you did acknowledge that the most evil man in rugby league, Ivan Cleary, was imported into the New South Wales Blues coaching yes, box yes, yes. to counter the effect of Lucifer Cameron. You see, benefits there, Chris. Well done. Yes. Uh, Nathan Cleary, of course, back and in fine form. Did a great job. It's like he never went away. No, he never went away, you know. Stupendous stuff. Now, the sheriff. The sheriff is in town, and we all know that Russell Crowe was in uh, Robin Hood, the film. Yes. Yeah. Men in Tights, was that what it was called? (laughs) No? No, I think uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights starred Kevin Costner, didn't it? Kevin Costner, of course. (laughs) There's a battle of two big egos, correct? (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Somewhere along the line, I know that Russell Crowe is involved with South Sydney, and they're now calling... Uh, Trill Mitt, for short. Yes. The Trill Mitchell. The sheriff. He is the sheriff. The sheriff of Heffron Park. Correct. Yeah. Now, many people in Redfern are very, very disappointed in the fact they've abandoned Redfern for the Maroubra district. Yes. But they're building a centre of excellence. They're doing their best. They're in their best. And uh, what's it made of, Chris? Bricks, Stephen. Bricks. Bricks and mortar. You know, great architects have always said Sydney is built on brick. It's mm-hmm. not wood. It's not bamboo. Mm-hmm. It's not sand. I'm, I dare to go as far as say it's red brick. Yeah, or even sandstone, the original. Mm. Anyway, so they're going to build a centre of excellence, and where do they get the bricks from? Well, money's tight, Stephen. Yeah. And uh, Sorry, I know that Cannon Brooks is going through a divorce, but really? <laughs> really? That, it, do, do, do you not now know why South have actually dipped in this competition? Yeah. It's because Cannon Brooks has just been splashing the cash yes. and building the roster, and he's had to go almost cap in hand because he's always wearing one of those bloody South caps yes. and gone. I may not have the rivers of gold I previously had. No, no, no. How much is he losing? A good, a good 50? More? I'd say more than half. More than half, yeah. Uh, it's the modern world. So money is tight. And yeah. so with much fanfare, the Heffron Park Centre of Excellence was open, Stephen. Right, right. But in fact, it wasn't quite finished. Right. And this is where the South Sydney players have been um, brought to task to try and help in this particular regard. I believe there's a system. Uh, you remember James Brown, who was such a tight master of his band that if anybody didn't start on the one... yes. You know, slightly off kilter, he'd find the players after paying them, he'd take the money back. Yeah. Pretty much what Cannon Brooks and uh, Russell Crowe and Russell and, and James Packer are doing, right? Yeah, and, and I saw Prince sort of emulate this. They say, give me two and you have to get two beat stabs, all that sort of thing. Yeah. And look, apart from everything else, James Brown was a mathematical genius. Yes. And he was actually able to end each show cash positive in yes. terms of what he paid the band and what he fined the band. And the, the players are all scratching their head. <laughs> and how did that happen? <laughs> and they go, well, he's the godfather of soul. So, so, so apparently Luttrell's been given the role of, of being the fine master yep. for mistakes made, particularly in this. They're going to need that. Mobile fines on, left on at training. Yep. Late for the bus. Okay. You know, yep. wearing the wrong clothing. The wrong jersey. Like Trell, yeah. Sheriff, <laughs> Sheriff Mitchell, yes, yes. actually is the arbitrator of whether you're wearing the right clothing. Now, some of these mistakes are dumb. I mean, when a player runs onto the field in their tracksuit, idiot, right? Idiot. But when you turn up to the centre of excellence too ostentationally, say that one more time, (laughs) in in an overly ostentatious fashion, (laughs) Trell goes, double-breasted blazer, blazer, big buttons, 50 bucks. Is that all? Yeah. Okay. And speaking of financial geniuses, yeah. who in the South Sydney pantheon, now that Liam Knight has gone to the Bulldogs, yeah. who do you think would be responsible for the finances? Oh, I'm thinking, not, not Jason Demetrio. No. No. Is he Robin Hood in this? Is he dispensing the money somewhere good like this new centre of He Excellence? seems like a good guy. Yeah. yeah. Tell me. Well, you might think someone like Cam Murray, yeah. right? Jai Arrow oh. is the man responsible. He's the accountant. For the money. It reminds Jairo, this is probably unfair, but yeah. Jairo probably is responsible for a defrauding of the South Sydney players. Yep. A little bit like that woman who took a couple of mil off the National Bank and just <laughs> <got> on <under> a jump. <laughs> 
But when the cops came over, gave them a cup of tea. Uh, right. <laughs> so they- now, this is a very complicated story, listeners. Stay with us here. So yes. not only are they being fined for misdemeanours and wrongdoings and bad clothing, they're also being rewarded in good behaviour, good sporting techniques. Somebody's collecting the money. You're saying it's being added up by... Jai Arrow. Jai Arrow. Jason Demetrio, I think, might be the man collecting the money and funds and redirecting them courtesy of the board to build this centre of excellence. Am I right there? Okay, so let's look at the yin and yang of this, Stephen. Yeah. We've gone through that there's Sheriff Mitchell and Accountant Arrow. I mean, yeah. the two great accountants in rugby league, Cameron yeah. and Jai Arrow. Yes. And they're on the bad side. Right. South players doing the wrong thing. Right. Missing tackles, yeah. leaving their mobiles on, wearing the wrong jacket. That money going to the centre of excellence. Now, Jason Demetrio, who is potentially the Robin Hood in this situation. Yes. He said, we need to motivate the boys. So they came up with a campaign at the beginning of the season. A concept. That we are going to build a wall. From what I gather, the Centre of Excellence is nearly finished. This is the toilet wall. Correct. Right? <laughs> it's the finishing it's the touches. Last thing that has, and it's, it's being rained in at the moment. Well, right? you need so, an ablutions block. Of let's course, face yes, it. yes. And so he said, so for every achievement, I don't know, 200 run metres in a game, yeah, yeah. zero missed tackles, th- at least two line breaks per game, a player is individually awarded a brick. Where's the financial transaction in that? It's just a souvenir, right? It's a symbol. Oh, okay. right? but With it's, your name on it. Yes, but yes. it's very clever yeah. because the money that's being shoveled from Arrow yes. into the South Sydney general revenue yes, yes. pays for the bricks. Okay. The player goes, how good is this? I've won a brick. I've got a brick. Right. Hey. And, and then when they move from Redfern to Hebron Park. I've got to carry a brick home. Well, wheelbarrows came out, uh, of, came, I believe, yeah, according yeah. to South Roy Slaven. Right? Right. Yeah. And so the players had to physically transport these bricks yeah, yeah. from Redfern to Hefron Park. Because they're not gold, are they? <laughs> They're definitely no. not the house bricks, house bricks okay, okay, but yeah, they've yeah. gone to build the wall, right, right? Right, And so what we've seen is money from players' indiscretions has been channeled Canary Island style <sighs> wow, yeah. into this brick fund, this... And, and the players have to surrender their bricks, yes. as they did Redfern to Heffron Park, to go into the toilet wall. The toilet wall with their names on it. So I know there are, there are famous buildings around the world with famous bricks in the month. I think that you can you can buy your way into, like you know, a bridge has a certain part where you have you know, like lock keys, etc. Yeah, know? right. And then, then, then those, those keystones, you take one thing out and the, like the Great Wall of China falls over. Is that, that right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 That's a pretty important brick. It's sort of like a star walk. You know, Lane Beachy was given a, you know, a surfing star down at Maroubra the other day. So Is that right? That's right, yeah. I yeah. thought... I thought I might have seen her on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, but no. Oh, you know, yeah, I might have. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, so we've got bricks for good, bricks for bad. <laughs> Money circulating, Jay Arrow monitoring it. The billionaires behind the all just scheming, rubbing their hands, like getting a new wall down at Maroubra, Heffron Park. But there was a problem, Stephen. Yes. And the problem was the players were getting emotionally attached to their bricks. Uh-huh. And South, as we know, last week have started a 13,000-kilometre five-city tour in the cause of rugby league. And can I just say, how are they doing on the field, Chris? <laughs> well, Not too well. Not too flash so no, far. Okay, right. So it was the Sunshine's Coast last week against yeah. the Broncos. Yes. They're against my Tigers at Tamworth this week. Goodness gracious. Perth, yeah. Cairns yeah. and Newcastle. A bit and, of a low-key finish, isn't and it? And here, really? here are we, the merge teams, complaining that we're not playing at one place all the time. Yeah, That's I like right. Allianz Stadium. Hello, Nick. Well, no wonder South should go to Vegas. I mean, it should be the ultimate reward for this self selfless act of touring the greater Australian region promoting right. rugby league. But the problem is, yes. you could transport bricks by a real barrow from Redfern to Heffron Park, but you can't take it with you on the plane, Steve. No, I don't think that's good. So you know what they did? It's like a weapon. No, uh, no, tell me. 
They designed a T-shirt. They got a T-shirt. Yeah. So, so okay. So you get the brick. Right? <laughs> you put the brick over in the wheelbarrow. Somebody else has got to wheel it all the way down to Maroubra. Yeah. Someone's got to build the wall. Correct. Meanwhile, you get the token T-shirt to say, "Yes, you've earned a brick." Right. Correct. And what's this T-shirt got a theme? Is it got a name? Yeah, so get this. Mm. The theme is build the wall. Build the wall. <laughs> Pink Floyd. And, no. And, no. Well, well, you think. Yeah. The logo is actually in the style of one of your favourite bands, yeah. ACDC. Oh yes. And the initials are SS. And automatically they concern me. Yeah, um, but yeah. SSS. D- done, done in sort of like zigzag yeah. style. That's oh, right. no. <laughs> like the two S's from Kiss, you know. Major Knight, faux pas. Knights in Satanic Service, was yes, it or whatever? Yes. But it's SSFC, right. which after much research I established stood for South Sydney, Sydney Football, Football Club. Club. Oh, God. And it's got all the venues and the, the games on the T-shirt yes. and off they go. Right. Right, so they get the T-shirt. It's complicated. No wonder they're not. No wonder Latrell's really just not focused, is he? What about his calf? Is that all, Is that good? <laughs> It's come good. He, uh, thankfully for me, he uh, resumes uh, rugby league operations okay. against the Tigers at Scully Park at Tamworth this weekend, Stephen. I'm exhausted hearing about that. Yeah. Okay. Now let's just go to the game of the weekend because Brisbane uh, are coming up for all sorts of you know like best in 20 years, you know most of wins in a season, all because South hello <laughs> dumped dumped their little general, the Ice Man himself, Adam Reynolds. Sorry, Nathan Cleary, who then led them to an incredible victory the other night. Uh, at West Sunshine Park. Sunshine Coast. Because it was a South home game, correct? How many things can go wrong here? <laughs> you get rid of Adam Reynolds, you go to the Sunshine Coast, you, you're not carrying your bricks with you, you got a measly little T-shirt, God love ACDC. Are they, are they getting paid for this, by the way? Are they well, I don't know. I, I, I think our audio producer, Mash, asked, what, what the hell are they doing at Sunshine Coast? And I assume it was only a thank you for having us during COVID. Right, the holiday you know? they had. <laughs> That's, that's <laughs> on the true. beach. <laughs> Without the wives and yeah, girlfriends. Yeah. You know? They say Maroon was pretty good, but Sunshine Coast is oh, better. Well, beautiful, right? yeah. Yeah. Uh, and look, seriously, Adam Reynolds just stole the show. He just steered him around, sit around, and then had a hug with the, is it the bunny? Well, you know the mascot? what? Yeah, the, Reggie the rabbit. Reggie the rabbit. And sorry. he was wanting to make amends because you remember in their defeat to the South Sydney Earlier at Suncoast Stadium, a rather disconsolate Adam Reynolds walked off at half time and headbutted Reggie. <laughs> headbutted Reggie. So there was a little bit of work to be done. They, yeah. They were building walls, Stephen. And, and, and a final note, you know, I, I was gee whiz, Chris. You know, I get teary when I think of both Anthony Mundine and Nathan Blacklock doing, I guess I'd call it the, the ting of somersault. Yes. You know, uh, when they, the glory days, they were scoring tries randomly, theatrically. Now, of course, we know that Brisbane have got a number of ballet. Well, they trained under under the Russian Ballet Corps. Uh, Reese Walsh, you know, I think he's akin to uh, not Nurev, is a Brishnikov. Yes, scored a try. Does a backward somersault, not a forward, a backward somersault on the spot. Wow! And then Katoni Stags, Katoni Stags scored a try. Did a forward somersault. Meanwhile, Reese Walsh was seen spewing up the back. Said Lara Pitt. <laughs> so I don't know what it did to him, but his gyroscope was obviously off. Well, there's a price to pay, and I mean, I, I'm really sorry I missed that. Yeah. Of course, I do know what you're referring to in terms of Nathan Blacklock and Anthony Mundine. Yes. But I think, isn't it the ultimate irony that the greatest cartwheel in all of rugby league history... <laughs> Don't talk about bricks again. ...was done by Glenn Lazarus. The Brick With Eyes. The Brick With Eyes.
Stephen Ferris and Chris Gar. Chris, you took a great week to have a holiday. It was the week that we finally came together, we being our teams. And we won't bore everybody stupid with this because, well, you know, we're going to talk about other games this week as well. I actually think people would like to hear about it, Stephen, because from what I could understand, no one was watching. So, Well, hang on a second. Hang on a second. We, we, we did have the, the FIFA Women's World Cup, correct? Yes. Uh, I think the Ashes. Correct. Though they're done now. The Open the, being the golf. Yeah, the Open. Um, Women's Rugby League. Yes, the uh, first week of the NRLW. Was there more? There probably was. Tour de France. Tour de France. Plenty of reasons not to watch West Tigers (laughs) and St. George Illawarra battle out for the spoon, as they say. Yeah, spoon bowling. I get it. Never before, never again or something like that, isn't it? I get it. We've got it. It was was the dance of death. You could tell the desperation was in the air at Wollongong, and I chose not to be there, but just to watch it quietly. It was the hardest 80 minutes I think I've ever done, and I was sort of willing just to have a little bit of relief in life, you know. Uh, Though the tries on both sides were sometimes quite good, the rest of the game, not so good. I was somewhat heartened to see that the Tigers actually led at half time um, via the agency of uh, Michaeli Ravalawa. Yeah. What was going on there? Did you see something shiny on the ground or something? Well, bear, bear in mind that, that we had a send off. Yes. And I think he's probably a little confused about who he was covering in the, in the, the right hand side. Gotcha. Uh, but yes, he tended to come in always, I think, three times. Yes. For three tries. Yes. You know, and, and literally social media was blowing up Deluxe. I think there were at least 10 comments. <laughs> Blow up Deluxe, of course, our private Facebook discussion. We'd love you to join. Yeah. Uh, and I caught it, the Tiger season was summarized by the fact. That we were the only team who has been beaten by a Zach Lomax flick pass. Well, talking of Zach Lomax, of course, he was kicking well. Uh, and then he did what he's supposed to do, whereas he evaded two or three defenders strongly and then slipped a little little right right hook to Ravalawa, who, of course, who's... Is that a dig, a right hook? Are you having a crack at Anthony Griffin? <laughs> Wasn't Hook commentating a game of the weekend? Jesus, Jesus. Oh, what am this, I going to say about that? You know why? That, this is what happens with this RLPA players talk to media then band. Then you get you in. The Hook is yeah, your yeah. commentator. Man, oh, and, man. You, and you used to think, oh, my God, Shane Flanagan's annoying. Yeah. Why do we have this? Well, look at the alternative reality. Yeah, you know you know how we have a bit of a giggle sometimes at Southern American accents? Right. Do they really speak like that up at Rockhampton? Do they really? <laughs> Hello, Rockhampton. <laughs> it's hot up there, so it's a bit like Palm Springs. Yeah, and, and okay, I must admit, so I haven't watched as closely the West Tigers over the over the over the last year or well, so. Funnily enough, neither have I. There's a lot of guys I can't tell apart. Yeah, okay. You know, and, and I would say the same about my team. Yeah, mm-hmm. brothers and twins and cousins, etc. You got, know. yeah, yeah. You've got a couple of molos. But that's that John sort of Bateman. Thing. He's a mutt, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> well, there's a bit of throwback about Bateman. I, 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 I like noticed. Him. I noticed him. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bit of pushing, argy bargy. Uh, you know, Hunt was good. Yes. I, I watched in slow motion where he just uh, was walking, just walking. 
picked up the ball, picked a little speed, kicked through, Lomax, bam. Planned. That's the sign. That's your Adam Reynolds, right? You're, yes, you're, you're Adam very, Reynolds. You're very energy efficient and yeah. you only put in when you need to. Need to. Uh, Appy was great. He's re-signed. He's extended, Stephen. I can't believe it. I'm very excited. Okie dokie. Uh, and what else can I say about that game except I'm it's sorry. Over. I'm sorry. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> apology accepted. I really, really am. Yeah. Benny Elias here for Fire Up. Get there. Uh, now, Fire Up. There are other games that we want to – I want to talk about the Manly – Cronulla Sutherland because Cronulla, you know the you know the, the drain. Yes, one of the teams going down the drain, and led by the, the boy wonder coaches. There's Craig Fitzgibbon, uh, and on the other side, of course, there's Sorrella going down the drain. Both coaches known and priding themselves on their defensive capabilities. Well, it's not translating. Canterbury, I think, is fourth all time yeah. in terms of points per game conceded over a five game run. And here are the much vaunted Cronulla Sharks, who were described during the season, the week, Stephen, as flat track bullies. Flat track. Their record against top eight teams is as good as the West Tigers this season. Right, okay. And they go at it against a sort of, you know, middle-of-the-road Manly Warringah at home. Yeah. And the Seagulls put 24 points on them in the first half and added another converted try. It was 30 blot. Right. Well, Nico Hines, of course, in a little bit of hot water. I think he was admonished, wasn't he, for uh, abusing the sideline... Umpire. So there was a forward pass from Nico, uh, might have been to Sione Katoa from which memory. Which was forward, of course. Which was ruled forward. Yeah. And he gestured in the direction of touch sideline official Belinda sh- Sharp. Sharp, right, okay. So that's the third bad call that you've made. Right. He said that, did he? Yeah. So yeah. He it, didn't call a, a Ben Hunt? No. No, okay. No. Uh, well, and there was concern that he may have it. Right. Now, it's been investigated and yeah. he's been exonerated. So he's definitely been exonerated for his uh, language towards the sideline yeah, official. Yeah, yeah. But not for the photo shoot he did in Stella Magazine in the Sunday no Astonisher. No forgiveness for that one. You cannot he, forgive he, that. Come on. How many people have commented on the fact that he, he does the wet look so well? <laughs> hey? he, he would be a good professional wrestler because one of my prerequisites for a successful professional wrestler is wet hair. Right, right. And he's got that down pat. And look, everybody loves him because he's looking after his mum. Yeah, his mum must be a bit of a challenge. You yes, know, yes. I, I know she's going through some difficulties, but yes, she was yes. released into his custody. And we sympathise. We do, but he was. she was released into his custody and said, it's all sweet, I'm going to live with her forever. Right. And when she heard that, she panicked a bit and might have um, helped herself <laughs> to a couple of local goods at a store. But anyway. On another day. On another day. Right, right. Craig Fitzgibbon. Look, I don't know where, you, where do you learn these things here. There's a quote saying, the ball never bounces your way when you're not in control of the energy. And it just kept happening. Uh, Harry Potter? No. <laughs> No. The energy? No. Well, I'm telling you, don't be surprised if it comes to light that he might have just recently hooked up with Bradley Charles Stubbs, the coach whisperer. Right. Because he's very much about controlling the energy. Right, right. Where does Bradley uh, stand on calf issues? Because that seems to be the hot topic all year. Well, I know he was very concerned to see recently deposed, and you won't ever have heard of this man, Stuart Jew, the coach of the Gold Coast Suns in that other no, game. Never heard. He of turned him. up at the Australian compound during the fourth test at right. Old Trafford. Right. And Bradley said the energy is absolutely shot, and even Bradley can't control the weather, right? <laughs> even Bradley can't control <laughs> the weather. Is that said, a t shirt? <laughs> Australia was destined. For defeat, yeah, yeah. I think Fitzy might have hooked up with him because that's that sort of right. that's Bradley's sort of. Is it a little talk. bit Robo Robo esque? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he comes from the Robo system. You would have yep. met Bradley. Ah, there you go. Filters through, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So this isn't translating very well for the shark. And you must be really suffering to see the sharks going so badly right now. I'm in misery, <laughs> <laughs> Chris. In misery. Uh, look, I think that we we need to lose a team in the city. Yes. You know, I've always said that, and I think Cronulla is the most is the perfect choice really to drop. Then you'd have just one uninterrupted uh, St. George all the way down to the border. As I said, it's a little bit like the annexing of the Sudeten land. Just take it back. <laughs> um, it, I think it, it works really well. I thought there was one very interesting 
comment from the victorious Man of the Ringer coach, Anthony Seabold. Who said also, I'm, I don't want to be the Grinch because yeah. when you win, you should just shut up and take it, you know. Which, which we love the pop culture yeah. reference. But, I mean, if you want to understand why first-grade coaches get paid so much money, it's insights like this. No, it was, yeah, I was, I was just thinking there's one team coming home and it wasn't us. <laughs> As they surrendered a 30-point lead. Right. And by the way, wouldn't you just love to get the likes of Darren Lockyer, yeah, yeah. Ben Hunt, yeah. Anthony Seabold, and Craig Fitzgibbon sorry, in and, a room sorry, and as who, a barbershop quartet? Sorry, and who's the fifth member, uh, the, the old little little player for Manly Warringah? Oh, you, you, you know, the busted-up nose. Oh, no, no, tiny, <laughs> tiny, little man, tiny win. Jeff Toomey. Come on, Toomey. <laughs> who's put forward as a state of origin possibility was. Now, he could join that rank, surely. Could you imagine going to a Toastmasters <laughs> evening? The art of public speaking. It'd just be terrific. <laughs> I mean, it must come from competitive men on the field shouting and yelling, surely. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Barking to- instructions, Stephen. Yeah. Barking instructions. No matter how many... Times you want to bark. Peter Goff, the referee, was going to take none of it on the weekend. Right. He gave it to both Daily Cherry Evans and to Nico Hines. He says, don't say another word. Don't walk away from me. Come here. You don't have the right to speak to me or my team in any manner. You do it again, you're going to find yourself off the field. Enough. What a great example for the kids and all okay. the junior rugby league out there. It's great to see the referees pushing back, Stephen. Right, right. But you asked me about Bradley and Carves. Yes, I did. Yeah, and look, injuries are part of the game and it, and it crosses codes, doesn't it, Stephen? It crosses codes, the calf. Yeah, well, uh, hello. I mean, the whole country has come to a standstill waiting for the big event happening uh, out at – is it Ac- – can you say Accor or do they take the branding away from that as well? Oh, yeah, so I think it's just called – ironically, I think it's now in um, official FIFA parlance, Sydney Football Stadium. Sydney Football Which Stadium? Which is going to confuse the hell out of people going, where's the final at? Sydney Football Stadium. And they'll turn up at Allianz. Well, can you imagine Nick Politis on his seventh Uzo just going, <laughs> bastards, you know? What? Sydney Football Stadium? <laughs> what, what about when they covered, like, you know, like the Gaznia statue, the labels and all that, and they had to sort of... Well, Chris, that was... That, they, they, they backpedaled. They had to. They had to, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, was, it was leading on CNN when I was in the States. That's but right. they've covered up all the signs with this sort of stretch elastic material, but it looks very much sort of like... South Korean um, Barbie doll sort of artwork, if, right? If I could use that sort of styling, yeah, you, of course you can. I yeah. mean, I know you're a K-pop guy, but <laughs> yes, uh, I, I tell you what though, Sydney is in the grip of Women's World Cup fever. Yes. We prepared for this show at the Clock Hotel, and they'd gone all out. They just hung up a couple of Matilda scarves. All over out. The, over the- and, and Chris, we're talking about competition away from the St George uh, West High Zone. Let's not forget the swimming's on somewhere. Well, it is in Fukuoka. Yeah, yeah. And records are broken left, right, centre, but, but nobody is at the top of the pyramid in Australian sport except for Sam Kerr. That's right. Right. And so an hour before, disappointment just rolled around the stadium, didn't it, when everyone was told, you know, oh, Sam won't be there tonight. She's got a problem with the calf. And the calf again, Chris. What's <laughs> happening? Like, well... Kerr's calf. Okay. We're all waiting. Language evolves. Was Stephen. it torn? Was it ripped? Was it strained? <laughs> well, one of the players might have let slip that it was, but, yeah. but uh, inadvertently. But look, language evolves, Stephen. And yes. we've noted on this show that Carmichael Hunt has evolved into Ben Hunt. Yes. The Australian vernacular applied to Kerr used to be Kerr's mm. Kerr. Kerr's Kerr. Now, Goff Whitlam. It's Kerr's Carr. Kerr's Carr. Now, it raises a very important question for me, Stephen. Yes. Um, first of all, I always think of, when I think of Sir John Kerr, I, I remember seeing uh, John Millian, the Australian actor, out at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Red-nosed. Yes, and uh, he was at the bar and he was maybe a little bit under the weather. Yeah. A friend of mine said, oh, he's rehearsing for his role as Sir John Kerr, Kerr. in the dismissal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but has, have we explored and established sufficiently what connection there is between Sir John Kerr and Sam Kerr, Sam if Kerr. any? Ooh, Yes. Let's look into that. That'll be a fire-up expose next week. We'll but, find out for but sure. I, I tell you who should have been on the blower. Yeah. Latrell Mitchell. Yes. 
And of course, then Billy Knowles. Billy Knowles. <laughs> the car fixer from where? From Vegas? Philadelphia. Philadelphia, that's what. City of Brotherly Love. Now, uh, another person who doesn't seem to ever rip his car is Marty Tapui. Tapau. <laughs> now he's changed. Tapau. He's gone back to original pronunciation. Say it with me. Tapau. 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 Okay. Yes. No eye at the end. Uh, he lifted his knee. He's Craig, now Marty Kapa'u. We used to think Craig Smith did a great job lifting his knee, but that was really sort of just perpendicular nearly, wasn't it? But this man, he really lurched up into into the nearly the neck region. Of Campbell Graham from yes. the Rabbits, right? Yes, that's right. So people instantly go, well, fair enough. But um, <laughs> the interesting audio of that was someone going, what are you doing, Marty? But I, look, hey, look. Can I say, and this will come up later as well, I don't think that's Marty's go, right? Though and, he had been told it was his go and he'd been warned not to do <laughs> yes, it again. He had, he had, right. <laughs> and so when you're putting yourself into that physical risk situation of returning the ball like Marty yeah, was, yeah. you sort of got to brace yourself. But you know, you know he's known for his powerlifting. Well, wasn't he could lift up a Volkswagen with each other? Correct, yeah. correct. But he's more talented than that. Yeah. I'm saying, because he's actually a very, very talented triple and jumper. a sweet bloke. Yeah, triple jumper. Uh, he was, as you see, that was a classic hop, skip and jump, as mm, you would have known mm, it. Mm, mm. And it was his own personal protest of right. Victoria nixing the Commonwealth Games. Ah. And he said, what well, bigger platform than Sunshine Coast Stadium right. to register my protest? I wonder what that, that thing written on his uh, texture was on the side of his thigh when he lifted <laughs> it up. It was revealed to all to see. That's right. Dan, Andrew, yeah, yeah. Dan Andrews, you scoundrel, it said. But only a sin, not a sin off. I, well, this is interesting. Isn't it? Only Simbin, subsequently, how many weeks on the sideline for Marty Tapa'u? Three. Three. Knees up, three weeks. Three. Previous week, mm. Regan Campbell-Gillard. How long? Against the Titans player, like something like, yeah. named like Chris Thomas. I can't even remember what his name is. Uh, four. Yeah. Right. So, knees down, knees up, yeah. down, worse than up. That's not right. It's not right at all. <laughs> Farah, we'll be back in just a moment. I have these notes, but I gotta say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Woo! Chris, it's Stephen here. I've got some news for you. Cooper Cronk's just put out a word saying he's labelled Adam Reynolds the smartest player in the NRL. What do you think of that? Look, I can't disagree. It takes me back to one of the great quotes in rugby league, Stephen, by Jamal Idris, whose career blazed across oh, yes, yes. the sky like a, a comet. Uh, and unfortunately, I think ended with the West Tigers. <laughs> uh, he described rugby league as a simple game played by idiots. Right. We know, and we um, so I think it's fair to say that Cooper is king of the idiots. Well, that's saying something. I don't know what his IQ is, but if, uh, there's there's big talk, you know, blown up deluxe about how great they are. The if moment. he's so smart, why yeah. doesn't he get the nose fixed? I think it's his magic. Ooh. And yeah. also, I, I, if you want to... He's if, human after all. He's not a superman. You know those things they say if you can't, 
play your coach. Yeah. I think he's definitely in the category if you can play, maybe you can't coach. Because since he's arrived in official capacity at Bondi Junction as a coach, the Roosters have just absolutely pouted. Right, okay. Whereas since Adam Reynolds arrived as coach in Brisbane, they've done very <laughs> well, right. haven't they? Kenny <laughs> Walters, it's looking like a genius. I uh, know. Now, some really, really shocking news. Apparently not – well, I, I, I don't know – Who's shocked most of all? Because it's pretty predictable, really. But there was a room, Chris, uh, in the Allianz Stadium, the new rebuilt, what, 900 million stadium, Lazy. which I think is glorious. And can, wait, can I just say about that, Stephen? Yeah. What about the schools and hospitals? Oh, I wish you had a depression like that. <laughs> the kiddies, the sick kiddies particularly. Every time yeah. the roosters run on at Allianz, I think somebody's you know yeah. not on not in intensive care yeah. as a result of yeah. that. Well, we're talking to um, Stuart McGill and Shane Lee last week about the end and the stadium that's at the end. So if you're at the Paddington end or whatever, and it's called the, I don't know, the Stuart McGill stand, that's a, badge, a big badge of honour. Yes. Now, apparently there was a room called the, the Ray Warren Broadcast Box. No, 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 not Ray Warren. I thought that was the original title. No, so you've got the, I believe it's something along the lines of the Ray Warren Communications Compound. That's what I mean. Right? Yeah. And then there's a subset. Oh, it's a sub box. A little box. The Ray Hadley Broadcast Box. (laughs) The Ray Hadley Broadcast Box. Right, okay. And Where it can spew forth. (laughs) Apparently... What happens was it's just a little, very humble little commentary booth. Yeah. And, of course, it, with much fanfare is the big Ray Warren branding. Oh, I right? see. Yeah. And so uh, as Ray was coming... So to- Boltz has just spat the dummy. Well, well, Boltz is on his way to the box. Yeah. And isn't it uh, that a 2GB employee said we better redress this pretty rapidly? Yeah, I thought he's going to blow a fuse here. Yeah, so what happened? Well, okay, so they built a sign, correct? A little sign, a sub sign. They got one of those Dymo label. Dymo Magic or something, yeah. <laughs> Dymo Automata, you know, and put up a little uh, letter set or, or one of those things that stuck it on the little. And it's only a little booth, right? But big enough to hold bolts because he's not a little bloke. Little booth, little sign. Yeah, yeah. How good were those label makers? Didn't yeah, you yeah. just love to print them out just to be able to stick them on things? Because they were automatic stuck, didn't they? They That's didn't right. need blue tack or anything. That's right. It was very clever. Guess what's happened? What? It's gone missing. I know. <laughs> the sign is missing because <laughs> now any number of culprits could be. And I know they've got CCTV footage. They brought in the detectives. Ray is going blowing up the lux on radio, of course, trying to find out who the culprit is. Uh, there's a few names came to mind. He's looking at Vossi. Yes, well, yeah. that would be an immediate uh, candidate. Yes, Andrew Moore. Well, again, another commentary rival, I guess you would describe these days, would, that he doesn't speak kindly about. No, I mean, the ABC would normally, would never steep to illegal acts normally, but, you know, a bit of bad blood, you reckon, Chris? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Matt Parrish. <laughs> well, that's getting personal soon. Yeah. And, uh, not- and, and maybe internally Ben Fordham might have had a well, little, little joke, you know. Because Fordham doesn't win every time. No. Kyle and Jackie O does. Yeah. And Ray has some incredible rating streak going. There was one time round about 2017-18 where apparently a humble little show on FBI in the first hour, 9 till 10, yes. pushed him hard yes. in the ratings. Didn't quite get over yeah. the top. So Fordham doesn't like the fact yeah. that Hadley has the streak. So he'd be he, small he enough what, to remove. He knows what triggers his blood pressure too. <laughs> Ego. That's right. <laughs> so, of course, venues New South Wales and... Stephen Gorey, yeah, key figure of New South yeah. Wales. Yes, yes. I put Friend him on, of the powerful. Yes, I put him on the list. By put the him way, on the list. <laughs> so take it. They've said no, 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 Ray. No. The reason we've removed it is because there's going to be something pretty special come finals time. There'll be a big unveiling. Uh, I thought you were going to say FIFA were in town. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, it does give a sense of perspective in that complex 
that on the other side from the broadcast box is the Politis Centre of Excellence, yes. which features a bust of Nick Politis in the foyer. Made of bronze. Which, if you flip it back, it reveals the bat poles. Ah, okay. A Adam and a West free cigar. And Burt Ward style. <laughs> and over in and the, a pole. And over in the commentary <laughs> compound, there's just this little Dymo marker yes. maker. Label maker. Yeah. Label manager, Chris. Well, this explains it. Someone souvenired it, Stephen. It's going to be... <laughs> exactly. It'd be worth millions. Yeah, yeah. But there is an inquiry. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's royal or police. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, right now, the big four accounting firms, there's a Senate inquiry. <laughs> Where do you go? <laughs> <laughs> but if you read articles uh, like Ms. McGuinness, yep. it should be a royal commission. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yep. Well, no. the federal body. The federal body. Because it's right. a national concern, Stephen, exactly. about what has happened to Ray Hadley's sign. Through Ray's eyes, you're <laughs> definitely right there. Now, some more drama, you know, because the women's competition start up again and they're, they're, they are in every step in turn equal to the men. As far as I see, absolutely. Yep. I mean, I'm thrilled, by the way, because... Hello, hello, hello. The West Tigers are on top of the table. She's <laughs> beauty, Chris. Courtesy of a 36 points to eight thumping of last year's grand finalists, the wow. Parramatta Reels. Wow, wow. Now, uh, a Brisbane uh, woman, Ashley Wegner. Have I got that right? No, I don't think so. No? I think Ashley Wegner? She's an ex-Bob Warner. I think you'll find her name, isn't it? Ashley Warner, yes. is it? Okay, ex-Bobsled racer. Yes. And this is her debut. No wonder I didn't have all the facts. Yana Pittman got into bobsleigh too. Is that right? Yeah. Where yeah. do they practice, Chris? Well, I mean, yeah, I think I think the facilities. I, I believe yeah. Heffron Park. Yes, yes. It's <laughs> possibly what they're building. Yeah, okay. But failing that, you've got brick, to go overseas, brick by brick. <laughs> That's right. Climate controlled. That's right. Fake snow. Yeah. And the trouble is, Stephen, if you're a winter Olympian, particularly a bobsleigh competitor, yeah, yeah. you get pretty angry about the state of situation in Australia. So when you come back, yeah, you, having been in the bitter cold, irritable, yeah, in Innsbruck or something yeah, like that, you're yeah. going to be very irritable. Now, one of the, one of the men's um, activities, I suppose we could call it, and generally speaking, it doesn't happen too often. It's usually an annual event. Uh, the women have decided to step up to the plate, so to speak. And so there's been a bit of a biting accusation against uh, young Ashley, ex-bobsled racer, and uh, she claims innocence, I would imagine. Uh, well, it's in front of the judiciary as we speak, Stephen. She was alleged to have munched on the arm of... Now, I don't, I don't know, is it Jame or Jamie? I'm not sure, Frasad yeah. from the Sydney Roosters, Stephen. Right, J-A-Y-M-E, mm. Jame, that'll lose. Yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll, Not that'll. Your Majesty, no. just Jame. Right, okay. <laughs> Odyssey. Frasad, yes. Uh, but teammate Romy Teitzel yes. says not in her character. Now, this yeah. is a very good point, right? Because we're looking for similarities and we know great rugby league biters over the years. Yes. Bumper Farrell, yes. Tommy Radonikus, oh, yes. Brad yeah. Moran, yeah. one of the sideshow bobs, Kevin Proctor. Yes. On the female side, because the NRLW wants to be treated equally and quite rightly so, Madison Bartlett from your St. George Illawarra Dragons got done last year. Yep, yep. She brilliantly argued about the length of the suspension, saying, well, it's only a five-game five season, so you should yeah. reduce it to one week and she was successful. Right. But the women's game also wants to have its own stamp of authority, its own distinction. Well, one of those things, of course, is to have the cage fighter hairdo. Yes. We know that the double braid around the back, they've That's all got that. Great. Are you yeah. talking about the men's game? No, the women. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's a fearsome look, right. Chris. So <laughs> if a NRLW player yeah. was accused of biting, yeah. when a teammate speaks out in their support, they'll go... That's just not his go. No, that's right. But forever and a day now in the NRLW... Meaning he's a bit of a grub. Yes. No? Not the, that much of a grub. In the NRLW, what Romy Teitzel has established a precedent is saying, it's just not in her character. Okay. Because they're above that sort of stuff. But it says here uh, in, in print, it seems she will join Madison Bartlett from the Dragons in the pantheon of N... 
RLW Biders. There is a pantheon. It's, it's not, a, it's not <laughs> in the Hall of Shame or the Hall of Fame. It's a pantheon. It's a small pantheon, but it's a growing pantheon, Stephen. <laughs> right. Rich, was, do you want to hear the actual referee's allegation can we? as what happened? Yeah. yeah. So the bunkers reviewed it. All right. The hand, the hand goes into the mouth and she clenches down on the hand. Okay, so she's off. Sent off. Wish I was there. Ali, you can't, you can't sent like from the, the field for biting. Well, right. I, I think we heard it was Ash Werner there. But the interesting thing is, if you review the footage, Stephen, and well, I know I have, you don't care about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the hand, it's the arm, so it wasn't that clear. Right, okay. John Strange, the Roosters coach, John Strange. Doesn't that sound like, like John Wick? Like, you know, there'll be a series of movies featuring John Strange. Yes, John Strange. Strange. Comes to town. Look out. <laughs> and this time, yeah. it's personal. That's right. So there's teeth marks in her arm. Yes. Right? So I'm not sure if the mouth guard's shaped like teeth, but there's a fair bit of blood and teeth. What? <laughs> that does sound like a bite, doesn't it? And I don't think a mouth guard, unless it's Dracula's mouth guard, you know, well, shaped like... Didn't you suggest if you actually make a mouth guard and... Put teeth on them. Because you know the usual thing is, well, what was the arm doing in the mouth in the first place? Exactly. exactly. Right. Well, if they're making mouth guards in the shape of teeth. You're going to use them. You've got to use them. Yeah, exactly. So I have your gun not using it. You've got to use it. Exactly. Now, uh, Chris, anything else that uh, – well, you yeah. saw nothing, did you? Well, with the NRLW season uh, starting at an unfortunate time, Stephen, because of the media ban, yeah. didn't your boy Jamie Soward have something to lament about? He did. And uh, if I could just uh, find my little notes here, of course, as the coach of... St. George Laura. Yes. And uh, he, um, he was a little upset because he, he was left high and dry after waiting to front the traditional post-match press conference. Journos, coaches, often players. No more players anymore because no. they're not talking to anybody. No. No podcasts. Um, not even behind the shed. Uh, only to find that no Sydney-based reporters in attendance to ask questions. Uh, the media, of course, were under a ban. The focus on the stars of the women's game and the competition as a whole is suffering as a result. Quote, I waited for an hour and no one asked for me, Soward says. <laughs> we, we talk about people wanting to cover the girls, but there was no one there to cover it. Our fans deserve to know why we didn't win. <laughs> well, he'd have all the answers, I assume. <laughs> yeah, what we're going to work on and what they want to hear from the players who are the stars of the game. Didn't, didn't Jamie get the memo? And really, you're going to wonder why they didn't want to get on the highway. I think this is a Newcastle traipse all out to talk to Jamie about why they lost. There's a lot of, we talk about language and rugby league, Stephen, and the word that seems to come up, all the time this season is roller coaster. Right. And isn't Jamie Soward the personification of the roller coaster? The heights of the 2010 Premiership win, yeah. all the way down to some one hour after the game yeah, yeah, yeah. in an empty press conference he's, room. He's a legend. Looking for someone to talk to him. Exactly. I've got the doll, the Jamie Soward doll. How sad is that? That, that, that raises a number of complex questions, Stephen. <laughs> it does. And, and you know what it actually tells me? Not- there is no Jamie Soward Barbie. And that's another problem. That uh, the dark overlord Peter Volandis needs to address. I don't want to upset you about the movie, Chris, but you know Peter Volandis got a lot of work to do to get us to Vegas en route with Barbie. I tell you what, Stephen, uh, I agree. Shall we go out on a bit of a high, yes, rather please. than people having listened to us? Yes. Your mate, my mate, Dennis Carnahan, has recorded Great. a song about the Canterbury Bankstown negotiations, which just to make it easier for everyone today, with a certain individual called Big Tino. <laughs> Well, you're a long time away from the rugby league field Once you've hung up your boots and your retirement's been sealed So while you're still playing naturally You need to get yourself securely set up with your deal 
Fasua Malawi is signed with the coast until 2026. But what was not known by most was the clause in his contract tied to the coach of the team. So now the Gold Coast have sacked Holbrook, Big Tino is free. So the Bulldogs came sniffing, so the story goes, cause they wanted to sign up Big, Big, Big Tino. To make the terms more attractive, they said, how would you feel if we gave you some shares in a pub with your deal? Gus Gould said, that's nonsense, we're not offering shares. The only stake in a pub Tino's getting will be medium rare. But the more Gus denies it and says the yarn just ain't real, the more it makes people wonder if there's a pub with their deal. Now it seems quite ridiculous, it seems so far-fetched, that the salary cap could be so unusually stretched And it does seem unlikely the NRL would agree Tino, it looks like thus far There'll be no pub with your deal So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snotting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!